everyone, this is Alex, and welcome back to the Two Dudes Brews and Reviews podcast. Today, Austin and I are talking about a movie that truly tested our will to live. It's 2011's Jack and Jill, a comedy, and I'm using air quotations when I say that, starring Adam Sandler as both of our main characters. I would say more, but that would require effort, something that was obviously missing from this film. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast, and if possible, tell your friends about us. With that being said, we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? I'm about to drink goddamn margarita. That's right, we are. You mixed it for us. A real margarita. This ain't no goddamn mixy drink that you buy off the shelf in a plastic bottle. That's right. We just made the real cocktail with tequila and orange liqueur. And you're drinking a Modelo... Negra. Negra. This is my first time trying this. It's very good. It, it tastes like a lager with like a roasty finish. Caramel flavoring at the at the end. You yeah, it's only, in the, it's only at the end, too, is the weirdest thing. Because usually when I drink a, a dark beer like that, like a dark lager, I always feel like it's real bitter on the front half. But it tastes like a, a Pilsner with like a porter finish. It's not like too sweet. Yeah, like, that's like the thing yeah. I like about it the most. But uh, what's been going on, man? Anything exciting? Wow, my margarita is exciting. I've been um, playing guitar, turned into a rock god, slowly but surely. And um, I'm about to build one. I just started it today. I'm like itching to play it as soon as possible. All the parts should be here this week. But like uh, other than that, man, just like work, school, and fucking playing guitar. <laughs> I don't know. That's all. I, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> I'm so glad that you like took guitar on. Like you like really got into it. I'm obsessive at this point. Cuz I think like the first few times that I showed you how to play like chords and you would play a few chords and be like, "Damn, my fingers hurt." And then we'd like give up on it for the night. And now you come over and you're like, "I want to play guitar like right now." Yeah, I immediately pick up the guitar. So I'm glad. It's it's going good and you're you're getting better every time I see you. It's a, you. kind of exciting. I have no fingertips right now. They're so calloused. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, they look like, a little rough, don't they? That's that's the guitar callus. It's begun. Be prepared for that to be there forever, forever. now. Yes, I I've noticed that it'll never go away. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. We started playing like back in November. Like you started showing me the ropes and stuff. Like showing me like basic chords, like first chord, like E major, like the easiest shit. Like I never play E major, but like E major, A minor, a C. I remember when a C used to be like an Olympic workout. Like I just remember like playing a C and being like, holy shit, like I don't know how you do this. <laughs> now I'm like playing like variations of like different chords and stuff and like shit, technically I've been writing my own song. Yeah, that's true. Have you uh I feel like I've unlocked like a different part of my monkey brain. It's it's funny that you say you don't like playing the E major because like for the first couple years that I played, I like never used it in anything. Mm-hmm. And now it's become like one of my favorite chords. Uh, have you seen any good movies lately? New or old? Honest to God, I don't think I've watched a movie since our topic today. But I have been watching, um... Oh, I'm so sorry. It's alright. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. I've been watching Invincible on Amazon Prime. Like, that's not, uh, one episode left. It comes on this weekend, like on Friday. It's pretty alright. I think I want to read the comics now. Because I don't know how long the, um the distance or like the space of time between the seasons is going to be so kind of want to get ahead on the story and stuff and then that can be like a a fucking elitist and be like this is so much better in the comic books like some (laughs) shit like that i'll be that guy now but other than that man for real just like chilling i want to ask you but what what you been up to 
like in life or like movie wise or both, either both and life wise like not a fucking thing usually the only thing i look forward to is doing the podcast every two weeks in regards to like movies and stuff i watched that nobody oh movie. shit yeah i forgot about that i think that's like the newest thing i've seen i didn't know what it was going in but it ended up being and i think you already kind of knew this too but it's like a john wick clone mm-hmm. but it was very fun yeah it's uh john wick without like the dead family in like a more charismatic not even that charismatic i shouldn't say that just not keanu reeves just not like introverted there's a lot more dialogue i'm sure sorta yeah he kind of plays like a broken man it's a it's bob (laughs) odenkirk who i like fucking love from better call saul and Mm -hmm. various other things i didn't know what kind of movie it was so when he starts like beating up people like five (laughs) on one i was like oh my god so you like went into it with like no idea of what the premise was and stuff like did you just put it on because like he was on the cover Pretty much, yes. Nice. Because, like, he's not really a lead actor guy. Like, No, that. he's not, no. And, like, I, I'm such a big fan of him that, like, when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah, yeah I want to go see this. Hell yeah. I watched um, the UFC fights. I rant- ranted to you earlier about it, but, like, they were so amazing. I've missed the crowd so much. Like, like I really enjoyed, like, because they were doing the fights without the crowd and stuff, because, like, it felt, like, a little bit more intimate to really focus on, like, the technique and stuff, and it's, like, less, like, a performance and more, like, you're watching, like, like a match. Like, I could see that. Like a real, ch- like a chess match with, like, your body. But now, like, with the crowd back, I'm like, I needed this so bad. I made the comparison, and it felt like, the Roman Coliseum again, like it felt <laughs> like I wanted, I want people to scream along with the the sanctioned violence so much. They, they were great. I really look forward to like all the women's fights and stuff, like quite a bit. They were very good. There were like three title fights, so it was like a pretty packed event. And then Chris Weidman snapped his leg, and I will never watch that clip again. It's disgusting. Cause I threw the fights on like during that fight, like the aftermath, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened? And I like looked it up immediately, and on Twitter there's already a clip. I'll make the comparison. It looked like his fucking shoe fell off, but it's his fucking leg. It's so <laughs> disgusting. But they were good. Me and Elizabeth did that on um, Saturday. Oh, I had my goddamn birthday. My birthday was this past week. That's right. I forgot already. It feels weird. I don't know. It comes and I'm like, eh, anyway. it's just a day. Birthday's on 420 for all of you that want to know. Tell you know this is a special man right here. Yeah, I'm really special. I uh, <laughs> celebrate the anniversary of Columbine on my birthday too because I was born on that day. Like, and, and the birthday of, of Hitler of the world's greatest, <laughs> most charismatic <laughs> leaders. <laughs> Dude, uh, listeners are leaving by the droves now. <laughs> I don't really know a whole lot about Hitler. I mean, I know. He bad. He was bad. He was not good. But like, I've never like dove into that. Like, besides outside of a like high school and stuff, but I forget that shit already. Mm-hmm. I was really big into like World War Two stuff when mm-hmm. I was younger. Really? So yeah, like, I liked reading about stuff like that. Like nowadays, I don't really give a fuck about war. But mm-hmm. uh, back then, it was exciting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a kid. So when you're a kid, you're like some movie shit like uh, saving private ryan was like one of my favorite movies when i was young even though i probably didn't understand a whole lot i just know that like people got mangled at d-day and that's and where was... that's where your violent humor comes from that's true <laughs> if i don't know if i laughed back then but maybe i should go back and, and just watch people get ripped apart exactly right. yeah fair enough let's talk about this fucking masterpiece <laughs> of a movie we just watched i love how we're, we've just been putting it off this whole time it's all right I'm actually, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I went into it like 
just trying to enjoy it for like what it was. I didn't enjoy it from like a technical sense. <laughs> like I enjoyed it for, for the meme. I just like turned my brain off and I'm like, okay, whatever. Damn, now I, I don't feel so bad now. Cause like I was going to start this show and be like, I'm sorry, Austin. Like I thought that your children's children were going to feel the psychological damage from this film because I fucking hated it. Oh, listen, it is a shit movie, but it was, <laughs> it was kind of fun. Uh, this is such a de- departure from like what we usually talk about. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's okay that like we're talking about some dumb shit. Like this will be fun to meme up about. I went into it with like a certain attitude because like it, we both knew that this movie was bad. It's got 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a three average on IMDb. It won all the categories of the Razzies the year it came out. Which is like... The bad Oscars, basically. Including Adam Sandler won both worst male and female actress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) So, like, I was, like, going into it. I was, like, I'm going to try to enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to just, like, go in with the attitude that I'm going to shit all over this thing. Like, I'm going to, like, try and look at it from, like, a real casual viewer. Dude, the first 15 minutes, I went and checked the timestamp. And I was only 15 minutes in, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I thought I was like 40 minutes in already. Jesus Christ! I remember when the movie, like the movie opens. I remembered like that that sequence from when I was younger when I saw it, like the twins and they were talking. And like at first, I thought it was like legitimate, like they were like le- legitimate interviews, which they think they were to an extent. But like they definitely like threw some like made up lines in there and stuff. It like went through like these twins and like slowly became like more uh like done up for like film and stuff and then you get like the sequence of adam sandler like jack and jill like their characters are growing up and shit like the home footage Mm -hmm. did you find it weird that they dressed up a young boy in drag (laughs) for this footage i didn't even pay attention you didn't get that honest to god i turned my brain off for that i think when it showed the babies one of them was a female but then like as they started to get older like like, adolescents and stuff it was just the same it was like a boy with a wig on and I was like, this is kind of weird. There's a lot of weird shit about this movie. Like, a lot. Fucking like, tell me about it, dude. Weird, like, weird moments in the movie that, like, like when it was made, it probably wasn't. But now it's like, there's, like, so many dead people in this movie. Is there? Yes. He did the talk show with um, Kelly. Oh, uh, Regis. Regis. Re- Regis Philbin. Yeah, he's he's dead, correct? Yeah, I think he passed away in, like, the last couple year years. Or two. Yeah. yeah. And then Kobe Bryant has passed away he was like in the lakers game and stuff there was a couple others i thought but yeah it was just like weird seeing them i didn't even think about that yeah like it was just weird i couldn't like put the movie like in the frame of mind that it was a movie because i just felt like adam sandler not playing adam sandler but then like he's hanging out with like all these people that are celebrities in the movie playing themselves and stuff so it was just like a weird like dynamic because like no one is playing like, like, a, like character. a character. Yeah. yeah. So like they're just playing themselves and it's kind of weird. This might be jumping ahead, but this kind of goes with what you just said. A scene at the very end of the movie, all of like Sandler's uh, like usual buddies, like David Spade and yeah. like all these people are in the, in the scene with uh, Jill and they make a comment like Rob like, Schneider. Yeah. Like Rob Schneider exists independently in this universe outside of. Yeah, all these other it's <laughs> so people. weird. It's so weird. It's like such like so fever dreamy. And like David Spade's dressed up as like some slutty white bitch from like their high school and stuff. Mm, it's yeah. so weird. It it's was very unpleasant. So fucking weird. 
who he was dressed up as, like his like character, I like see them in real life. Do you feel like they put more effort into David Spade's like prosthetics than they did the entire Jill? Movie? Yes. Like like David he, Spade. David Spade looked like a woman. He he was a way more convincing woman than Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler puts fucking cantaloupes in his chest in a dress. And like I'm pretty sure that's what he did, like when he was playing Jill. Like there's a sequence like where he like dresses up as Jill. It's fucking weird. And like this is like, like he's just getting in character. Like it's <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> Before we like jump too far into like the discussion of the mm-hmm. movie, I do have a question for you. What's like your overall opinion of Adam Sandler, like his like career and stuff? I just remember him like being littered throughout my adolescence, and like now I'm just like, oh yeah, it's Adam Sandler. Did you like love him as a kid? Like, did you? As a kid, yeah, I watched a ton of his movies. Same. Grown Ups, like Happy Gilmore, um, Billy Madison, stuff like that. I was like, oh, these are hilarious, but like. Coming at it with, like, the critic mind sometimes that I have, it was, like, weird. Like, I could see the holes. I could, like, see the holes in, this, like, the story or, like, at least, like, the little shits given about acting and stuff. And then now I'm like, holy shit, like, my whole my whole life has been a lie. Like, this shit is not good. Kind of in the same boat as you. Because, like, I grew up and I loved Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and, like, Waterboy. Those are good movies. Yeah, they're not bad. Like, in comparison to this, like, it felt like there was some kind of, like, effort put into the story of those yeah. movies. Don't you feel like something was missing the whole time? Don't you? Like, I feel like Adam Sandler, his character Jack, is, like, missing the flair. He's like and, a blank slate Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, it's weird. I used to have the opinion that, like, Adam Sandler, when I started getting older, I think the first movie that I hated was I went and saw Grown Ups in theaters with, like, mm. some friends. And we were walking out of the theater I was just thinking, like, that movie was, like, nothing. Because that movie is kind of similar to this one. Yeah, there's not, like... That movie has less of a plot than this one, actually. The thing about that movie is, like, there's so many, like, of, like, that Adam Sandler crew. They're all, like... Just hanging out. Hanging out. Like, because... I don't know if you know this, but, like, they would... They all, like, go on vacation. Like, that's their vacation, and then they, like, shoot the movie during that. I just know for a fact, like, they probably went on a cruise. Yeah, they probably like just were hanging out like on a cruise ship, like, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got to shoot these couple scenes real quick." I think you just figured out the reason why we're drinking margaritas and Mexican lager tonight because they take a Mexican cruise. Yeah, like I was, I was thinking like Adam Sandler is going on vacation like mm-hmm. constantly for these movies, so like I'm gonna treat this podcast like a fucking vacation today. Yeah, we don't have to think too hard about it. There's nothing like to dissect other than like the shitty aspects of it. No, it, it is, this will mostly be like commentary on the things I hated about the movie. I do have some positive things to say, so this won't be like a total like dookie fest mm-hmm. for me. I think the only redeeming aspect that like I like is like Al Pacino. His character's so over the top. Him playing Al Pacino like as a madman. Al Pacino playing Al Pacino, but just like over the top Al Pacino. <laughs> Which he he may- saves this movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, saves might be the wrong word. More like makes it bearable. Because he doesn't appear on screen till about like 30 to 40 minutes in maybe. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I think I was dying. When he became a regular character, like every time he was on screen, like I just paid attention to him mm, pretty much. Yeah. His like over the top portrayal. Just, of himself, I just, guess. Just, just mani- he's, he's like the fucking, his Godfather character pretty much like all the way through this movie. Uh-huh. Like just a maniac. I've never seen The Godfather. 
and I want to. I haven't either, but I've seen clips of like him playing in that movie, mm-hmm. and like he kind of always plays like the mafioso Mob, yeah. kind of dude. Him so. and De Niro, yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to watch it. I'm sure it'll be a podcast topic one of these days. Isn't part two considered better? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's considered one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested in watching it because I feel like it's a part of movie history that i'm missing we could definitely visit that for the podcast one day yeah that and like other like mob movies and stuff i've seen a couple that one in particular like is the most popular like those two are like it used to be like one of the highest grossing films i thought before like avatar and like titanic and stuff i could see that i think that was i think that i think godfather 2 was at least yeah like that and like i want to see like goodfellas and like i've yet to see reservoir dogs i haven't either um, I'm a sucker for like mafia, like crime dramas. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff is always pretty exciting. There's a movie I saw. This is such a weird tangent, but like uh, there's a De Niro movie where like he playing the father of like a boy, like in the Bronx. I cannot remember what it's called off the top of my head, but like it's a uh, kind of mafia esque because the kid gets involved with the mafia and stuff. It kind of like shows like his early adolescence into like early adulthood and stuff. I watched it like at like three in the morning one night, like at Elizabeth's house on the couch. Like I like had the TV on. It was like on TNT or something like real late at night. And I remember watching the whole thing and it was like five o'clock in the morning. I was like, why did I watch that? <laughs> like, it was such a waste of my sleep. You just get caught up in things sometimes. We haven't really gone over the plot of this movie as, oh, as, yeah. as loose as it is. Give it to me. <laughs> so Adam Sandler plays Jack Sadelstein. He's like an ad executive. His like firm really wants to get Al Pacino to star in a fucking Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And at the same time he's trying to do this, his twin sister. His twin sister's coming for the holidays. Also played by Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler just throws a lisp on his voice and plays Jill. Oh my God, dude. The first time that she appears on screen and starts talking, I was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh fuck. Hey, listen, man. Maybe Adam Sandler wanted to explore that side of himself. This movie's before his time, man. <laughs> God. Before his time. It's before his, it's before his time. It's like um, that one movie with him and uh, Kevin James. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> Dude, we, I watched that movie like a couple years ago. And like there was so much shit they said. Like you cannot do this today. It would not happen. God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. That came before this one, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think that was like in the early 2000s. This one's like 2011, I think. Dude, did you know this movie was made on a $80 million budget? How? Maybe because they took cruises? <laughs> I don't know. Because like when they go on the cruise, I swear to God, it felt like a commercial for like the cruise line. Did yeah, it not? Yes. That's one thing we haven't mentioned yet. Like Goddamn the- product placement in this movie is outrageous. Yes. It's like Transformers level. Have you ever seen like Michael Bay's Transformers, like the original? The first they're all, one when it came out. They're all like this, but there's like Pepsi and like Dr. Pepper and like beer, all the cars. It's literally just ad placement around a story. Like that's literally what those are. I feel like Adam Sandler movies have kind of like always done that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like in Little Nicky, like there's scenes about like Popeyes mm-hmm. and then Click, he gets the remote from a fucking Bed, Bed Bath, Bath and Beyond. Beyond. And there's like Hooters references and uh yeah big daddy and stuff but in this movie they just like sidestepped all the bullshit and just made the lead character an ad executive Mm -hmm. so like the very first scene is a pepto-bismol commercial Mm -hmm. like they're filming it with regis and And the fucking stomach has all the good lines because regis doesn't want to say he has diarrhea (laughs) it's such a weird fucking movie 
Like, I don't even know how to talk about it. Like, it's just like a, it's like a lot of like fever dream shit just in succession of each other. There's a fucking jet ski in the goddamn pool. Like, what the fuck? That's, to, that's never mentioned ever again. Yeah, like, fucking Jill fucking dies, like, hits a goddamn tree. And it's like, yeah, no big deal. And, like, the fucking bird, poopsie, fucking poopsie, just, like, has unneeded, like, parts. Because they're, like, they'll, like, break a scene with poopsie. She'll be like, isn't that right, poopsie? And then poopsie will do some fucking crackhead shit. And then, like, it's next scene. Like, what is going on? Dude, the bird felt so pointless. Like, why was it yes. here? It's so fucking weird. Like, it gets in the goddamn, like, chocolate fountain on the fucking, like, on the Caribbean cruise. I forgot about that part. It's so weird. It's like CGI bird in a chocolate fountain. Its main catchphrase is, where were you? <laughs> yeah. Over and so over again. Fucking weird. And the homeless dude at dinner, like, such an odd way to, like, create tension within a family. That's, like, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, right? Yes. I think Otto, the homeless man, uh-huh. was, like, my anchor for those first 15 minutes. Dude, Otto had more fucking sensibility than goddamn Jill did as a character. Yeah, he did. It's weird, because, like, they just, like, act in such a caricature way and where it's, like, so unbelievable like the people are like talking like that. Yeah, I agree. It's fucking weird. It's just weird. It's like they're like, yeah, that'll work. Fuck it. How does this fit in the story? And like they just give like a shit effort to like make shit work. Yeah, it's it's like barely comprehensible. Because like his family is like the fucking Indian kid who tapes things to himself. He puts a fucking like salt shaker on his head and shit. And like they're like, yeah, this is what he does. And like the explanation is he likes tape. He likes tape. And then since he's adopted, she goes, well, maybe that's why he tapes things because he feels not connected to his original parents. Like, what the fuck? It's such a fever dream. Like, I, I feel like I wasted so much time watching this movie. Like, I <laughs> feel like, I'm like, God damn it. Like, we should be drinking fucking Dunkin' Chinos right now with fucking Baileys in them. Al Pacino is the only character that, like, tries to save the movie. And it's because, like, he has, like, some of the only, f- like, actually funny parts Adam Sandler, like his two characters, Jack and Jill, like they just have like one liners and like just Barely. really like awkward conversations that like are supposed to be funny. And then like Al Pacino is like, like a fucking lunatic and like it kind of works in like the way he like tries to seduce Jill is like real fucking weird. Uh, dude, don't let me forget. <laughs> like there's so much like commentary on like race and like saying shit that like you can't say like that is like frowned upon like uh like i know it's comedy and like that's what comedy's for but like it's done in such a like Dude, bad it was, way it was done in the most straight up racist way i think i've ever seen in a movie like uh the gardener felipe yeah and like he always makes references to crossing the border it's so weird it's so weird when he appeared for the first time i was so tired of a shtick already like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that. like, I know, like, the writers of this movie were probably a bunch of, like, white guys. They're like, let's get this Mexican dude to say racist shit and then just say, I'm kidding, no, like, I'm afterwards kidding. Yes. to, like, lower the impact or something. That's literally how the whole movie was. And they're talking about, like, Jews. They're like, I'm kidding. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you can't, like, negate a comment just by saying, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. I kind of do that, though. Not like in a fucking the way this movie does. 
questionable. Well, to be fair, this is a movie made by celebrities and made millions care. of dollars. They yeah. don't fucking care. They're part of the they're part of the problem. Did you watch the Oscars last night? No. Me neither. But my wife kept giving me updates like every fucking five minutes. What well, one best picture do you know? I have no idea. Let's find out. Oscar ratings crashed all time low. Viewership falls under ten million for first time ever. I feel like just nobody has cable anymore. Best picture was Nomad Land. That's right. That was a Hula movie. Mm. Minari, The Sound of Metal was also up, like Judas and the Black Messiah was too. But um, yeah, Brad Pitt produced Minari. Brad Pitt produces a lot of movies now. You know that uh, another round won Best Foreign Film? I believe it. That movie kicked ass. That movie was fucking great. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Like when we watch stuff that's a little out there, I get kind of worried. I like how we had to like deflect from the conversation about the movie. Like, all right, I'm sick of this. Let's talk about something else for a minute. But like, <laughs> there isn't anything to talk about. Like, I'm like, damn, this was bad. And I don't want to like be in a negative mood. Uh, I think we can keep going. I, I can keep going on that front. We'll just keep drinking see what happens. It's such an awkward movie. The comedic timing is so off. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, you know, how like some TV shows or movies will have like a rhythm to the comedy. Yes. Like, this movie had none of that. Yeah, like, even, like, shot structure and stuff is, like, built up. Like, it'll be like, ooh, here's a punchline, but it's, like, in the middle of, like, a scene, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then, like, enter, like, end of scene, reference to poopsie, let's move on. Fucking, like, it's so odd. It's so, like, half-assed. Like, I don't know how this movie got made. Dude, I have no fucking idea. I'm sure Adam Sandler probably funded the whole fucking thing. This movie made, like, $150 million. That's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure... I just spent $3 on it on Voodoo to rent it, so I'm upset. Even that... Yeah, that felt like too much. Yeah, like, when I watch it, I'm just like, oh, this was, like, bad. The the first scene where, like, Jill comes to Thanksgiving dinner, I had a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. I had a feeling that this would be the way every scene goes on from, like, going forward. Jill and Jack's reactions to each other. Jill does obnoxious thing, and then Jack says, like, ah, get out of here, or something. Like, there's, like, Jack's no... Jack's like, I hate you. There's, like, no clever, like, interplay between these two characters at any point. And they, they don't even sit next to each other at the Thanksgiving dinner. Like, mm-hmm. so you think they would do something clever with, like, the double kind mm-hmm. of aspect of the movie, and they don't. The Nutty Professor is one that does that well, because Eddie Murphy's playing, like, all the characters... Yeah, like that movie has like choreography mm-hmm. and like clever set pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this and like, movie does not. It's funny too because like like you said in the first the first scene like where they introduce Jill like when she's getting off the plane and stuff she brings all of her bags like that's supposed to be like the joke. There like isn't anything really funny about it. And like on his way to the airport, he's like, I love my sister. I like her shoes. I love my sister. I like her shoes. I'm like, it was like unbelievable how much he hated her. Like it wasn't believable to me that like he hated his sister. Like it was like some sort of like, this is what's going to move the plot along. But like, it's not like there wasn't any frame (laughs) of reference of why he would hate her. Yeah. And like, then her character isn't believable. So like. Doesn't work. These things don't match up. Like his character, like their character interplay doesn't work together. No, not at all. How long have they been doing movies like this where like one actor plays like a twin? Forever. The Parent Trap. You exactly. Seen that? Yeah. Like there's a 1960s version which probably did the double aspect better mm. than this movie that came like 50 years later. Yeah, like you think they would have like used some CGI or something, but I think Adam Sandler is literally just in drag. Yeah. Like they would have made it more believable. 
yeah, he's not believable as a woman, like, even 1%. Like, I think, like, there's, like, parts in the movie where, like, they're standing across from each other, and, like, she has, like, hella chest hair. Adam Sandler, like, didn't Mm. feel like shaving his chest, so he just, like, fucking left it there. Like, ah, who cares? The one thing I did notice is that her legs were shaved, and I'm like, Adam Sandler had a, like, had, like, a movie break moment, and I'm like, like, I pulled out of the story real fast, and I'm like, Adam Sandler had to shave his legs to do that. Yeah. Like, in real life. I'm like, that's so weird. Speaking of shaved legs, when I was at Tire Discounter today, I saw a man with his legs shaved, like an older man, because he was kind of, like, fit, but, like, he wasn't, like, a bodybuilder or anything. But this man had to be like at least in his 60s and he was like kind of jacked. And I'm like, damn, this dude's calves are big. Like I was just like having a little like internal conversation with myself. I'm like, damn, this dude must lift like because he looks pretty old. But then I look down and I'm like, man, his calves are big. And I'm like, holy shit, this man has no leg hair. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he swims. I don't know. Mm. He's trying to shave off milliseconds from that. His lap record. From his fucking lap record that he'll never catch up to because he's in his 60s. (laughs) I want to grab another beer, but continue. Did you notice, I guess like it's going to be hard to ask this question because you're walking away from the mic for five seconds. Every like outside location that was done in this movie was just like obviously green screened. Yes. I think the first time I noticed it like really badly was when Jack goes to pick up Jill at the airport and like when the bags are behind her and stuff, like the background just looks really fake. Mm. And like in the car, it looks like a... What do you call it? Like that 70s show? Like and a like, 2000s like sitcom or something? It looks like sitcom set, like having like the car stationary with a moving back. It's so weird. There's one part where they're at the Lakers game. Jack and Jill have their backs to the court so you can see the game behind them. Mm. And it's like some of the worst green screen I've ever seen oh. in my fucking life. See, stuff like that I didn't notice because I had my guitar in hand while watching the movie. So oh, okay. like I was probably like looking at frets and stuff. That was like that was your uh, your way to reclaim your sanity. Maybe that's why I didn't hate it as much. I wasn't paying that much of attention. That's probably how this movie was made to be like watched, like, like popcorn entertainment, or like, like don't watch the movie and like, like not pay attention at all. Like put this in front of your kids while you like try to get some shit done. I was just trying to make sense of like. I think the... I just like nailed. I think I just nailed my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make sense of like the movie's comedy. And I think one of the times where I like really felt like the movie wasn't going to be funny and i'm going back to that thanksgiving scene again the homeless man leaves dinner because he's like this is awkward like i'm just gonna leave and like jill starts like berating him saying i don't even think you're homeless you're kind of fat you're al-qaeda yeah calls him fucking al like al-qaeda al-qaeda like why and like i was like he has a beard what's the fucking correlation here so fucking weird like, such, like, unnecessary, like, punchlines that have no reference to anything. This is good. Do you care if I try a drink of it? Go for it. I love salty beers. Oh, it's salty? It's it's a ghost. That's very sour. Yeah. Kind of salty, right? Yeah, I think I like it. It's Urban Artifact Pinwheel. It's an orange ghost. They're a Ohio brewery. Sea salt, coriander, vanilla bean, and orange. I had a, a ghost at Pints and Pints, or Pies and Pints, Elizabeth was like, that shit's disgusting. I don't know how you pay money for that. And I'm like, this shit is good. And it was like a ginger lime ghost. And it was so like salty and like tart. And she was like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, this is amazing. You do tend to love those kind of drinks, don't you? Mm-hmm. I like fruited, like fruited ales and stuff a lot. I like them. But like, I feel like after I've had half a can, like I'm good. The thing is, is like with like Pilsners and like normal, normal beers later brewed with like wheat, they're like a little bit more hoppy. I just get like a 
my stomach hurts so fucking bad after having too many. I don't know why. It just always does. It always like hurts me. It must be all like the gluten if there is any present in the beer. It's like fruited ales. I always just feel like like wine doesn't accept, upset my stomach as much as like beer does. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like stout destroys me. It's delicious and I love it, but like it wrecks me. I've never noticed that. I always defer away from them after like a couple of drinks because I'm like, this will hurt me if I keep going. Mm. It made me sick. At least you're self-aware. I hate being so self-aware. It's like my fucking, it's a double-edged sword, dude. You're much more self-aware than Jill Saddlestein answering the phone at the movies. Jesus, like, like <laughs> shit like that. It's like so unbelievable. If anybody did this in real life, there would be a mob. Like someone would kill her. I would kill her. Do you know what pissed me off about the scene? There's multiple things, but they're trying to play up this whole like twin magic storyline where like, Jack doesn't want to admit that he's in tune with his twin, but they're at the movie and they're both like doing the exact same choreography at the same time, which I don't think is something that twins do. Like this is not like not a what they do. They're like trying to draw a comparison between like they're so similar, but Jack's character like wants to like denounce like how similar they are. Yeah, and, like how much he loves her. Like he scratches his nuts, but she scratches her fucking cooch. I was also annoyed by everybody that's sitting in the row, like his whole family. They all have like sodas and popcorn, uh -huh. and they all have like the Coke logo perfectly uh, facing outward towards the notice. camera. Yeah. Like they're like symmetrical. And then Jack goes off on Jill about answering the phone at the movie theater. His family is mad at Jack. Yes, <laughs> for being the sensible one. Like. Be nice to her. They do that the whole movie. Be nice to her, even though she's being like, I don't even know. Like, I, that's not even a real person. Yeah. Jill is especially bad, but like, neither of the main characters in this movie are worth a fuck. Jill is rude, loud, obnoxious, unself aware. Jack is like, just so meh. Jack is like a defeated man with nothing to be defeated about. Yeah, like he's got like a good job and a family and he just has this like totally like bleh personality the whole movie. Yeah, and then he hates his twin sister. That's the most unbelievable character in the world. The first time that you get the signature Adam Sandler, uh, I think we joked about this at work one time where like he's always like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like they barely have a fight at Thanksgiving dinner about like she wants to sit next to Jack and like then they have this stupid conversation about like, well, if one twin feels some pain and the other one feels some pain, Jack hasn't been that annoyed so far, but he gives the... I hate you being around. <laughs> like, it was so unbelievable. Yeah. Like, in every fucking way. Like, they don't, like, build it up, his disdain well. He just, like, goes from, like, zero to 100 real fast. His wife should have, like, really lambasted him before Jill even got there mm -hmm. and said, like, you better get along with your sister. And so, like, that tension can rise to where he's, like, kind of faking it so his wife will be happy. But then he finally hits that point where he, like, yells at Jill. And, like, it could have, like, some weight to it, maybe, to, like, drive the story forward. But, like, it's just, like, eh. Like, it doesn't, like, it just feels <laughs> like, like this is just, this is normal for them. Let's just do it in the first scene. Fuck yeah. it, why not? And then, like, he'll apologize. And then it'll happen again. And then this process will go over and over again for, like, four or five times uh -huh. till the end of the movie. Uh-huh. There's no weight to anything. Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking weird. Like, how does this shit get made? Even the main storyline of, like, Adam, Adam Sandler. It's going to get confusing because he plays two fucking characters in this movie. <laughs> Jack, there's no weight or, like, tension regarding, like, the storyline of him getting Al Pacino to play in the commercial. I, I know they say, like, oh, no, Duncan is our biggest client. Yeah. But, like, who cares? 
Like saying that like they'll back out and like people will lose their jobs, but like it doesn't seem like anyone gives a fuck. No, it's never it mentioned like again. Seem important, yeah. It's all just about getting Al Pacino to do this, and like then they have to go to the Lakers game because it's rumored that Al Pacino will beat the Lakers game. You have to like intercept him while you're there. Yeah, I'm like can't you just have like a fucking agent call his agent? Like it's so fucking weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's solely dependent on Jack to fucking hunt down Al Pacino to get this to work. Like, isn't he like a head honcho at his job? Like, shouldn't yeah. he send like Nick Swartzen to go do this or something? Yeah. Or like Tim Meadows or like uh-huh. one of his like little lackeys. But no. Jack has to do it. I'm going to say one positive thing. At the uh, the Lakers game, there's a scene with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. And like Al Pacino is under disguise because he had like a mental breakdown on stage while he was performing... It was like some Shakespeare play. Like I think Hamlet it was. Or it, some was shit. it was like Hamlet or like Richard the Third or something, which we haven't mentioned yet. But Shakespeare stories often have an element of cross dressing to them. Mm. So I wonder if that was like an intentional thing. Bruce like, Jenner was in this as Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, but he was she was Bruce Jenner at the time. I heard that, but I didn't know like where he appears. He, he was or she in, appears. He at the time was like on stage. Oh, for real? Yeah, like it's it's so like quick. Like, like there was just this shit is so left in the like the early 2010s and like in today's climate like shit just doesn't work the way it used to. It's fucking weird. I'm not going to get all political in this podcast or anything or like give my opinion about anything, but it was just weird to see the difference in like our culture back then. That was like only 10 years ago. I know. I was a baby. I actually had I don't want to say a laugh out loud moment, but like a uh, what's that laugh you do when you like breathe through your nose? What's that called? Like a snicker, a chuckle. Yeah, I guess. Like the lowest form of laugh. but Like a slightly amused laugh. Al Pacino's trying to stay undercover because he doesn't want people to know he's there. Uh-huh. And they do the celebrity cam at the, at the <laughs> basketball yeah. game. And like the camera starts to pan towards Johnny Depp because like Johnny Depp's not in disguise. But then it starts slowly panning over to Al Pacino and it zooms into his face. And then it says and Al, Pacino Al Pacino on the Titantron. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. I thought that was funny. And he's just like sitting there with a blank face. Like, <laughs> doesn't Jill like call him like a terrorist or like, is he like, I think Adam's fuck Jack says that he looks like bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. A lot of Al Qaeda. Was bin references. Laden dead at this point? I don't remember. I think, they, I think he died in like 2014, early 2000s during, it was during uh, Barack Obama's like second, term? second term. Okay, so it was, so it was after 2012. They've been, like, been like 14, 16, something like that. That part made me laugh. Yeah. And I also got, it was like the lowest common denominator, like visual gag. But when Al Pacino sends his phone number to Jill, like with mm-hmm. like riding on a hot dog, yeah, and it's like ketchup and, and mustard. Ketchup, yeah. That didn't get an out loud laugh for me, but. You're amused. I was like, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> I laughed when the cruise ship bathroom attendant touches adam sandler's boobs as jack but then later it's jill and then he touches jill's real boobs and she like (laughs) she like punches him through a fucking door like also they played up the the fact that like jill is like some like fucking hulk strength like it doesn't make any sense like punches a bathroom attendant through a fucking door and then like lifts more than these bodybuilders on the the cruise ship's uh gym room like and then like the fucking bodybuilders can't lift as much as she could i think it's fucking funny why is it established that jill is so strong i don't know 
Because, like, you know how, like, there's there's other twin movies, but there's also other movies where, like, men dress and drag, like, under disguise as a woman. It would have been funnier if, like, Jack had to dress up as Jill and went on the date with Al Pacino as fake Jill. Mm. And maybe they went to the gym and, like, Adam Sandler, like, the man version, mm. started, like, lifting the weights, like, not realizing that he's, like, giving his identity away. That would have been, like, a funny gag. Mm. Jill is just, like, incredibly strong for no fucking reason. So mm. strong she can knock a man through a fucking door. <laughs> and lift. Why? And lift, like, 300-pound curls. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. God, God just fucking it. fever dreamy, man. So many weird aspects of the movie, back to back to back to back. Like, there isn't a scene in the movie where I'm like, oh, yeah, that works. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. Okay, you mentioned the uh, the Indian kid taping the salt shaker to his head earlier. That could be a funny gag. Like when Jill is like, these like sweet potatoes are need some salt, and she like, mm. you know, fucking uses his goddamn head. That would be funny if that scene wasn't so soul sucking beforehand. Mm. Yeah, like at that point, I did not want to laugh at anything. There was like no like, like the camera doesn't even like it doesn't like give focus to like visual gags and stuff. It's just like, oh, here's this like in the middle of this shit scene. Yeah, and like doesn't give like any time to breathe. Hey, man, you did this to yourself. When I I recommended this originally, I was thinking, like, this is going to be so fun to, like, shit on this movie. This is exactly what I knew was going to happen. We're going to be like, damn, this sucked. And when it came down time for, like, me to actually watch it, I kept putting it off Mm. until, like, I didn't watch it till last night. And I know I watched it last night, too, yeah. I was going to watch it much earlier, but, like, I just kept putting it off. And when I finally sat down to rent it, I had this, like, hole in my stomach, like... (laughs) I really fucking have to watch this. You're like, I have to waste my, my my time and money on this. Yeah. I feel ashamed. It's all right. I knew this was going to happen. At least you can test the waters with it. May never have to do it again. It's such a ass movie. Like, there are shitty movies that are hilarious. Like, there are movies that are so bad that they're good. This is not one of them. Oh, what's a, what's a bad, shitty movie but that is end up being pretty good? I can think of, like... Seth Rogen movies that are like aren't even that great. Like Pineapple Express like kind of sucks ass, but it's kind of funny. I would say that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't like Pineapple Express either. I think of movies like The Room. Yeah, it's like shit like that. That Perfect movie's hilarious. Example. Exactly, but it's meant to be serious. I thought this movie would be so bad it's good, huh. but like it was hollow. I felt like, sad and embarrassed for everybody that was on screen most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't laugh at like poor attempts at like good movie. I remember like trying to guess what the movie was going to be. And I was like, Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. And you're like, no. But like, I feel like we watched that. Like we could like actually have a laugh at it. But like this movie, it's like, mm -mm. I just like felt like something was going on in Adam Sandler's life at the time. I felt bad for him. Mm. Like it really was sad. This movie like kind of fucking raped me as if you were <laughs> like, Wait. I just felt so disgusted. It's like, so I tr- funny, dude. You started the show and went, this wasn't that bad. Now that we're sitting here, fu- cause I have to give it f- more fucking energy. Exactly. Like that's what the show's for. Ah, damn it. It really isn't that bad if you're just like, eh, that was ass, but oh well, like, like, I was really dicking around with my guitar. Like, I was enjoying playing the guitar, like, practicing my fucking solo work and shit. Like, now that I have to sit here and talk about it for well over an hour. I'm like, fucking shit, dude. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> like, I came into this and be like, we're going to be fine. Like, I'm going to tell tell you what I like, and it's going to be fine. But now that we're sitting here dissecting this shit, I'm like, fuck, man. I just got ass raped by this movie, <laughs> and, like, I'm not happy about it. 
You know what really made me like really mad during this movie? We always have these like scenes where things get really annoying and like everybody's yelling at each other and mm-hmm. Jill is shrieking like a fucking parrot. Then it'll go into the scene where like the family is trying to accept Jill for who she is and this like sentimental music will start playing like the audience is supposed to have an fucking, emotional yeah. reaction. Anytime it did that, I was like, Fuck this is you. so fake. Other Adam Sandler movies kind of do this, where, like, there'll be, like, a fake feeling of sentimentality, mm-hmm. but this movie, like, doesn't even try to actually accomplish th- uh, that. You know what I mean? This movie, like, kind of shows the formulaic qualities of Adam Sandler movies. You just pick, like, see all the holes in it. It's, like, stripped down to, like, the bare minimum. It's stripped down to the formula. It's, like, such a piss-poor attempt at it. You know what scene actually made me laugh? Jill goes on the date with uh, Al Pacino. Fun, no, Fun Bucket. Oh. <laughs> Norman McDonald. Yeah, with Norm McDonald, who I kind of like, actually. I, I actually like Norm McDonald as a comedian as well. And I didn't feel embarrassed for him because, like, at no point was he tolerating Jill's bullshit. Yeah, he was like, like he was, he was a real fucking person. Yeah. The second she walks down the stairs, he looks horrified. <laughs> and, and they. Fun Bucket! <laughs> <laughs> So fucking bad. They go to eat dinner, and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And, like, Jill goes to look for him in the men's bathroom. And, like, when she leaves and can't find him, he's like hanging on, on the, the light like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, hanging upside down. I laughed at that. Yeah. But I was also wondering, why don't you just sneak out the front door? Like, how long has this man been hanging here? Yeah. Like, or was he sitting in the bathroom that long and when he came in or when she came in, he was just like, (laughs) holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Like, you don't care about any of the fucking characters. Can we talk about Katie Holmes in this movie? Yeah. 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 Why? Why was she here? Why did she do this? They might as well. Well, for one, this is the most degrading thing she's done since marrying Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. They could have just hired a mannequin. She has, like, no lines, and if she does, like, they're so empty. They're, like, meaningless, pointless lines to, like, encourage Adam Sandler to, like, love his sister. Exactly. She's just, she plays generic supporting wife. I swear this is one part where after Jill gets back from Felipe's birthday (laughs) and she has diarrhea in the the bathroom (laughs) because she ate Mexican food and other, like, weird stereotype that makes its way into this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, Jack and Jill have this, like, heart-to-heart and in the toilet (laughs) as soon as they make up the camera pans over and like katie holmes and the kids are just like standing there like Like, they've been there the whole time and like and they like they're teared up about it they're like like, clapping and going like yay Yay. and i was like this is so fake like so what the fuck is this i saw katie holmes in new york city you did when i when i was younger yeah i think i was like 14 maybe and we were like walking around the city and like Katie Holmes like was being followed by paparazzi and stuff. And then like she had like these big sunglasses on and like a big hat. They were like, holy shit, that's Katie Holmes. And like we're like, holy shit, that is Katie Holmes. Like she was across the street. She's in Batman Begins and she like never returned as Rachel. It's real weird. I don't I, know why. I remember that. Cause I don't like, know a, why. A totally different actress plays Rachel in the and Dark Knight. Fucking dies. Jill stays in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because she has this like to-do list of things before she leaves. So we get this weird montage of her going to like, is it a... It's like a... Like a fair or something? Yeah. And like they go to like get American Girl dolls and shit, basically. Yeah. This felt like... Like there was no point in any of this. But this filled like three minutes of the movie, yeah. Like Jill kills a pony because... 
<laughs> yeah. She like fucking kills an animal. <laughs> she fucking, like, its legs collapse. Like, not how a fucking horse can lay down. That's <laughs> so fucking weird. And then she goes on The Price is Right, knocks herself out with the wheel. The fucking wheel. One dollar. Which makes no sense, because, like, what <laughs> aspect of the wheel would, like, hit you on the head that easily? Like, I don't fucking know, dude. This movie is so fucking weird. Like... Fucking prices right people probably like paid for like that advertisement to like probably help the budget. I feel like I'd pay to not have my brand featured in this mm. movie. I felt bad for Drew Carey. He didn't even look like Drew Carey. He's lost a lot of weight. No, not even that. He like a weird sideburn going. It seemed like he did not give a fuck about being in this movie for like the five seconds that he was. He acted like Drew Carey if like a really weird fucker was on his show. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about some of the other weird guest cameos in this movie? Sure. We, we've already mentioned uh, Regis Philbin. Mm-hmm. Also, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, he like appears like doing like a, an ad that like makes him look like the boxing promoter from like Mike Tyson, <laughs> whatever that fucking guy's name is. I, I might have gotten like a, a little chuckle out of this because mm. he's like promoting ham and he's wearing a, a wig and like Nick Swartzen is like... <clears throat> Well, it was Shaq's choice to wear the wig in the commercial. Uh, we also have Jared Fogle, renowned child molester. That too. See, like shit like that. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like like, like shit that like... Like happened since this movie came yeah, out. Yeah, Just weird shit. Did he go to jail or like prison? He's, I a, assume. he's in prison right yeah. now. Yeah. Moments like that, like people popping up. Kobe, Regis Feldman, and like Jared from Subway. In the same scene, we get the ShamWow guy. Yeah, that too. I might be wrong, but I swear to God, I think he's in prison right now too. Is he really? Well, I think he like beat up a woman or something. (laughs) Oh my God. But Adam Sandler really knows how to pick him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Like just, this movie's cursed for real. Do you remember the puppeteer in the very beginning that- That like references uh, Sesame Street? Wait, what? Puppeteer for the the stomach? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I have to be on Sesame Street too. What about him? Um, that's, that's Dana Carvey. Do you know, are you familiar with him at all? Uh-uh. He did a bunch of movies in like the nineties and two thousands and he had like his own TV show. Mm. He came out with this movie called master of disguise mm. and it was like a huge flop, mm. like critically and commercially. And this was his first role since, since 2002. What a step up. It, it was in this fucking movie. Like I feel terrible for the guy. Probably hasn't acted since. Probably not. He went on another 10 year sabbatical. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I want to know whose house like Al Pacino was in and if like that was like his real home. I doubt it, but like can we know. can we just say that like Al Pacino his whole thing was like since since she is from the Bronx, like he's automatically attracted. He's like you were the woman that's going to bring me back to my roots. This, this f- made no sense fuck? to me. Yeah, I was like what the fuck is going on? If that's what you want, go to the go Bronx. Go to the Bronx, yeah. I did find it funny that the first time that Jill and Al Pacino were in the car together, He's like, I don't know where I'm at. Oh, my God. So he's yeah. like, let me just press a panic button. And it like lights up this house. Yes. He has so many houses that he can just press a button and be like, oh, yeah, there's one of my houses right there. Like, uh, like that was like. I interpreted it as, oh, look here. We're at our house or at my house because she was like, they were going to the bakery. Mm. She's like, this isn't the bakery. He's like, there's a bakery inside. Don't worry. I figured it was just like he's so rich that. I'm sure that too. He has hella houses and he's like, oh, here's one right here. Like, we'll just stop. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was a setup for like his weird like sexual desire to like get in Jill's pants. Why did he have Jill play baseball in his library? Yeah, like stick ball. Like this felt really like contrived. 
go on, just like hit this ball. She like breaks his singular Oscar and she's like, you got more, right? Actually, no, you think I would, but I don't, but I have you. I'm like, like what the, the fuck is going on here? They kind of got a smirk out of me. I should have more Oscars, but I don't. Like, okay, that was all right, I guess. What is this Oscar for? Let's find out. Probably The Godfather. Uh, you're probably right. No, he got Best Actor in Scent of a Woman. And he got nominee for, like, everything else. He got nominee for The Irishman and stuff was his last one. He won for a movie that I've never even heard of. Exactly. Can we talk about Felipe's birthday party? <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing. <laughs> Apparently, Jill is, like, really good at soccer. And dancing. Yeah. And, like, overpowering a fucking macho Hispanic man. The racist Mexican stereotypes really were holy shit in the scene. Oh my god, dude! The grandma—they had to revive her with peppers, and they kept saying jalapeno, jalapeno, jalapeno. But they weren't even fucking jalapeno peppers. No, they're chilies. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't understand why the grandma like had resentment for Jill like right off the bat. Yeah, like they they kept like. I hope that's not a real person. I'm sure it's like prosthetic or something. Dude, but it looked like the fucking grandma had like acid burns. Yeah. <laughs> like it was weird. And then the movie plays up like her getting concussions basically as like comedy. And they have to revive her with jalapeno peppers that are red chilies. Like what the fuck is going on? Felipe is going around and like introducing his family. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is Juan and this is Juan and this is Juanita. Juan Jr. I- I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. She's like, oh my god, a lot of wands. Yeah, bro, what the fuck? Dude, this movie has not aged well at all. Like, first off, it's ass to begin with. This movie and didn't second, age the second it was, like, put on film. Dude, there's so many, like, people that are in jail, dead, and then, like, on top of that, it's a shitty movie. It's a cursed movie, I'm telling you. The scene where Jack and Jill have their birthday party... I found this really odd. Yeah. Because, like, it's like a surprise party and all of Jack's, like, big shot advertisement people are there. Nick Swartzen is bugging Jack. So he says, hey, Jill, this guy's an atheist to, like, like, get him off his back. And it leads to this random fucking white old man coming in and saying, you don't believe in God? It's so insane and unrealistic and not funny. And that he, like, wants to beat his ass. Like, he just starts yelling at him, and then everybody randomly starts yelling, fight, fight, fight. And then they bring out the birthday cake, and they're like, oh, happy birthday. Like, they immediately transition from, like, fucking mob mentality to, like, oh, yeah, we're going to sing happy birthday. This could have been a funny gag. If this isn't a better movie, I think, like, the transition from, like, hostility Mm. to singing happy birthday could be funny. But, like, the reason why they start wanting to fight is so, like, convoluted mm. and fucking stupid and out of nowhere. Or, like, you could, like, at least have them start fighting and then, like, make up right in the middle of the happy birthday song. Like, it would have been, like, at least a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. It's just fucking weird. Dude, there isn't a redeemable quality. Christ almighty. Okay, so Royal Caribbean Cruises. Uh-huh. I think I said this earlier already, but when they first go on the cruise, it feels like a commercial yeah like, like the, the camera starts panning mm-hmm. around the cruise ship and then it goes first person into like and like this guy's like welcome to royal caribbean cruises <laughs> it's so fucking weird it's like so obviously like product placement yes and then jill is like going up to like all the things at the on the cruise ship and she's like oh my god they have a pool on the on, on the, the cruise deck. ship there is like terrible pacing throughout the whole movie because like it was like we're on the cruise now 
they kept hinting at the cruise like the whole movie but then it's like now we're on the cruise what's up it, it just didn't really like, serve that much importance either no only the fact is like al pacino has a helicopter come down and like pick up jack dressed as jill and then how does jill get the fuck home from the cruise ship she went home like after their like it, their argument yeah like while fucking jack dressed up as jill talking to jill it was such a weird moment. And then, like, she goes home somehow. How does she get home? Like, did they drop her off in fucking Mexico? Like, there's multiple points where I wonder the same thing. Cause she runs away from Al Pacino's house, too. And he's like, You don't even have a car. She She's just, home. She just ends up in the woods and Felipe finds her near the house. Yeah. Like, near the garden. And then, like, the homeless man is sleeping out there, apparently. And he tries to eat poopsie. She flew into my bread. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. <sighs> yes. I feel like we've put more work into watching and talking about this movie than what was what went into making it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to ever do this again. <laughs> <laughs> How does this movie wrap up? I feel like we've like kind of loosely talked about oh. everything, but like, yeah, like uh, like Jack comes back like during New Year's. But what causes his change of heart? Because like, he fucking his, his dressed talk. up as her. Well, he has like a talk with like Al Pacino. He like gives some kind of advice, is like heartwarming the Jack, and but it's directed towards Jill, and it causes him to like have like a change of heart, and <laughs> then like he goes back to the cruise ship, and then she's they're like yeah she left or went home, and then like she's back in the Bronx, and then she's at a bar celebrating New Year's with fucking a picture of her mom, enter David Spade and like the rest of the crew, and then actually she's not alone. They're like, are you here alone tonight, you loser? Like David Spade. And I'm like, oh my God. Enter Adam Sandler as Jack. Her family's here with her. For some reason, David Spade wants to fucking fight Jill. David Spade attacks Jack's wife. Jack's wife. Like, what the fuck? I was so confused when this I was happened. too. And they're like, like yeah, why? it's okay. It's cool. Not a big deal. We'll just fucking skim over that real fast. Like the rest of this shit in this movie. And then they do like some fucking weird twin shit. And then fucking enter talking in their secret language. Yeah, and they, we haven't mentioned oh that. Oh my yet. god, that shit was cringe as oh, fuck. Like, what do they call each other? Like Pogogo and like Pokey or something. Yeah, Pokey and Pogogo or something. Uh, yeah. And they're like, everybody's like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. And then I'm like, oh my god, please fucking end my life. This is one of those scenes with the forced sentimentality. And then, like, enter Felipe, and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you, too, and jumps on top of him. And they're like, don't kill the man. <laughs> he couldn't even be committed enough to the role to, like, kiss another man. I know that's a weird thing to say, but, like, <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, Adam Sandler, like, wanted to put the least amount of effort in. So he's like, I'll just hug, hug this you. dude. Fuck it. Yeah, you could have kissed him, and then and, I've been like, yeah. Not that I want to see Adam Sandler, like, kiss another man, kiss another man but, like, Commit to the role, man. If you're going to do it, fucking do it. Oh well, he wouldn't God. even kiss Kevin James in uh, a now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's right. There you go. That's the whole thing. Like, they had to prove that they were gay. He couldn't kiss Kevin in front of the court. It was fucking weird. We should watch that movie next. <laughs> if you recommend another Adam Sandler movie, you'll I'm, die. I'm going to walk away from this podcast the same way many people probably walked out of the theater when this played. Imagine paying $20 for a couple to see this movie on top of popcorn and don't even want to think about it. I wish I could be a fly on the wall, like in the theater when mm -hmm. people watch this. Like, I don't want to be a human watching because that means I had to pay to get in. Mm -hmm. But if I was a fly, I could watch the reactions. I want to see who actually thought this movie was good, if yeah. any. 
I thought I enjoyed this movie until we sat down. You thought you'd enjoyed it? I was like, eh, it was all right. I'm not gonna, I didn't I didn't hate it that much, but then I'm like, fuck. Dude, it's bad. It's so bad. I feel like I've been abused. Yeah, me too. Hey, you did this to us. We didn't have to do this. We could have done Chocolate Starfish. It's coming one of these days. Oh, God. You'll like litter it in like three Why? years from now. You're like, it's time. I'm like, what? You're like, Chocolate Starfish. It won't be that long. It's it's sooner than you think. God damn it. Please, no. This movie doesn't deserve a rating. <laughs> Can we go like in the negatives? <laughs> I give it like a zero out of 10. Yeah. Like a one. Not, dude, I don't. It's not. Dude, I can't even give it a rating. Like, I hate it. I don't want to give it a rating. I hate it. I mean, dude, the loose plot, the lack of comedic timing, the shitty cameos, especially those from future child molesters and woman (laughs) abusers, the inconsistency of everything. There's so much to hate hate about this movie. Zero out of 10. Zero point five out of 10. Point five for like the two chuckles. I I give it like point five for just Al Pacino. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how shit like this gets made. Don't they usually screen these things for like yeah. corporate investors? Yeah. You know what we didn't mention? What? The Dunkachino commercial. Dunkachino. I want a motherfucker. <laughs> What's my name? Al Pacino or whatever. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, they finally did the commercial. Then he's like, no one can see this. Has anybody seen this? He's like, yeah, I've actually shown my wife and my kids. They're like, You must kill them. Yeah. He's like, any <laughs> copies of this must be burned. I'm not going to lie. The Dunkachino was kind of dope. The Dunkachino commercial would make a really good Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah. Or something. There you go. Not a real advertisement. God, well, no. Of course not. I mean, the whole... Fu- Dude, Dunkin' Donuts just got the biggest plug. I didn't even think about that. This makes me not want to go to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to go... Next time I go to Dunkin' Donuts, I'm going to ask for a Dunkachino. And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, what's my name? <laughs> Say like, hello to my chocolate blend. <laughs> Like, Fuck you, Dunkin' Donuts. This entire movie felt like an insufferable, like like a below average SNL sketch mm. that was stretched out to like 90 minutes. This felt like, um, what do you call those? What are those TV ads? An infomercial. It felt like a really fucking shitty hour and 30 minute comedic infomercial. Dude, after this movie, I wanted to wash down my pain with some Pepto-Bismol and like maybe a Coca-Cola and then fly American Airlines and also get a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. All Be- while exploring the Caribbean on a Royal Caribbean cruise line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> I don't even want to go. I'm supposed to go on a cruise next year and I don't want to go now. Because Adam Sandler went on one? Yeah, like Adam Sandler would be there shooting a fucking movie and I'll be like, what the fuck? He'd be like, yeah, this is my new movie, Jack and Jill 2. And I'll be like, <gasps> and die. Do you think he like knows how bad this movie is? I feel like he has to know. I saw like an interview with him, almost like kind of like sixty minutes style, where like they were following him around like the neighborhood in New York and stuff. Like and he's like playing basketball and stuff, and like he's like, I thought people liked that stuff. Like, he's like, I thought people like my movies. But it was like during Uncut Gems, like when it released and stuff. And they're like, this is such a departure from your normal role, Adam. Like, tell us what you think. And he's like, I thought people liked my movies. They used to. I guess. They really like Dunkage. I've never seen it. I know you like it a lot. That movie's awesome. And that's why I can't say that I hate Adam Sandler. Every like 10 years, he'll do like a dramatic role. Movies like Rain Over Me. Oh, I love that movie. You've seen that? Yeah. I don't know many people that have. Like that. I love that movie. Uh, the Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson movie, uh, uh, Punch, Punch Drunk, Drunk Love. Love. Mm-hmm. That movie's good. Uncut Gems is awesome. Mm-hmm. 
he can, he can act. act. Yeah. He's just like fallen into this comfort zone where he's like, I can't believe you've seen Rain Over Me. Sorry. A, lo- a long time ago, yeah, but I remember too. it was good. I liked it. He just knows he can get signed on to a dumb comedy with no effort. And he can hire all his buddies and get them paychecks. Mm-hmm. And he gets an automatic $20 million paycheck for every movie he does. Mm. He has, like, no incentive to really try. To well, like, and, like, his filmography isn't was never built upon, like, great acting anyway. So he has, like, no incentive to actually do that shit. Let me try to brighten up your day. Okay. I was trying to pick something. I was really inspired when Ryan was like, what should I watch? And I'm like fuck man like if you're really asking like what you should watch and he was like something on like netflix or something he suggested he watched the king and he like really loved it and i'm like yeah it's great i'm sure he didn't like give it as much like intellectual like critical thought as we did but like i know he liked it he said like i like medieval shit like shit like that i'm like i gotta think of something that some like other people can watch that might be available like on a streaming service or something and but i also like kind of wanted to follow up with like something not so serious or at least uh, not as dramatic. You did it such a shit movie, but, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm like, I need to do something not like in the realm of like existential fucking drama movie. So I, uh, I picked Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. I saw this in theaters. I would love to revisit it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a couple years. It's pretty lighthearted as far as like tone. And I thought it'd be like interesting to talk. Cause I've always wanted to talk about one of his movies anyway, cause of his directing style and stuff. So, uh, we'll visit that movie next. That sounds exciting. It's on Disney plus. I almost did fantastic Mr. Fox, but we've probably already talked about it plenty. I'm sure between us. And so we'll do, I love dogs. That's also on Disney plus. So whenever someone asks us what to watch, I'll be like, Hey, do you have Disney plus watch? I love dogs is on Disney plus that and fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. I had no idea that it was on there. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked too because me and Elizabeth watched uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox through the streaming service. So yeah, man, we'll visit that next. And uh, I don't want to jump straight into like just like something like morbid. <laughs> yeah, because it will go there. I'm sure next, or I'll try to do an album. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I have to like atone for my sins for like my next recommendation. I've I've got the bullet in the chamber already. I know what I'm gonna. <laughs> I know what I'm gonna recommend to okay. make you respect me again. Okay. <laughs> I think I already know what it is. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna take a wild guess. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it in until next podcast. Okay. I like trying to. I like trying to guess what your suggestion is. Don't don't guess until like we're sitting here. Yes. And it's my turn to. That's write, what I'm saying. I'll be like, in. here it is, and you'll be like, fuck. When I nailed the Beatles on the head, I was like, I'm a wizard, Harry. I think you guessed the Kid A one too. So. Did I? Yeah. Like two weeks prior, before I even fucking recommended it oh yeah so i'll wait i'll wait i'll reveal my my hand of cards my my suits next time it's a dude isle of dogs okay yeah we won't feel raped by this one so it'll be fine yeah this will be like a recovery this has been fun if you guys uh enjoyed the show please like and subscribe tell your friends tell your mama she'll love me cussing your her ears off and until (laughs) next time adios